Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. The Adventures of Tintin by Hergé, dramatized by Simon Eastwood. Five, Explorers on the Moon. To the editor, from Tintin, famous boy reporter. Subject, space travel. This is my final report before leaving for the launching site. Our moon rocket, XFLR-6, is waiting to take us on the greatest adventure man has ever known. I only pray we will live to tell the story. This is Earth calling moon rocket. Are you receiving me? Earth calling Moon Rocket. Suppose we made a mistake. Are you receiving me? That would be appalling. This is Earth calling Moon Rocket. Are you receiving me? By Lucifer, Are Mr. Miller. If they're all Are dead, we'll never be able to capture the rocket. Patience, Bauer. Patience. Everything comes to those who wait. Earth calling Moon Rocket. Please respond. This is Earth calling Moon Rocket. Come in, please. Earth calling Moon Rocket. Are you receiving me? Oh, sorry, but it's you humans never hear what I say. I have to resolve the barking. What? Ah, he's hurt me. Snowy, what's happened to me? Yes, the launching and that frightful crushing sensation. We were well and truly knocked out. Moon rocket calling Earth. This is Tintin here. I've just come round. I'll go and see how the others are. Captain? I'm simply splendid. You're not seriously trying to make me believe we're on our way to the moon, are you? Moon rocket to Earth. The captain has just come round. Oh, the professor's recovering and Wolf too, so we're all safe and sound. What is our position, please? Earth to moon rocket. You are now 2,500 miles from Earth. Your course is exactly as estimated. 2,500 miles from Earth. Do you realize what an extraordinary adventure this is for us? It's unbelievable. It, it makes one's head spin. Oh, well, my head's not spinning. This is nothing but hocus pocus and jiggery pokery. You're just trying to pull my leg. <laughs> Professor, I think it's time we set the automatic pilot. Oh, indeed, indeed, Wolf. Let's go up to the control room. Are you coming, Captain? Uh, uh, oh, I, I, I'm just going to go up and unpack Unpack? Right you are. I say, come and look, come and look. What is it, Professor? Oh, typical. No one thinks of me. The fact that I can't climb ladders. Here, come and look into this stroboscopic periscope. No human being has ever before seen this sight. Great snakes. Marvellous. The Earth, our good old Earth, seen from 6,000 miles. If we have to die, it's worth it to have seen this. Yes, I expect so, but personally I'm in no hurry to die, if you don't mind. Well, it's a matter of opinion. Now, I'm going to take over control of the rocket. That's a fact. need to be alone to study this sort of thing. Why, the captain's going to do a bit of reading. I might as well be comfy. Uh, (laughs) Now, guide to astronomy. Let battle commence to work, to work. Earth to moon rocket, you have just attained a velocity of eight miles per second. Oh, rubbish. Any sort of book the captain's got there contains bottles, not pages. Now then, 
Oh, here we go. Straight out of the bottle. Mustn't spill it. We'll tackle the first chapter. Oh, I've learned something already. Unless I'm dreaming, there's Adonis. Adonis? The asteroid Adonis is a dwarf planet which orbits between Mars and Jupiter. It is a rock-like mass about a mile in diameter. Strange. The oxidile here indicates that we are consuming oxygen at a faster rate than we should be. I don't understand. Uh, perhaps it's just a mechanical fault. I'll investigate. What's that? Well, it means the outer door has just opened, but it, it can't have. <laughs> I'm fed up with your rotten rocket. I'm going home to Marlin Spike. Signed, Haddock. Goodness gracious, then it was he. he. He's gone mad. Mad? No, I think he's just soaked himself in whiskey. In any case, we must look for him. If you agree, I'll put on my spacesuit, take some rope and go out myself. Of course. Moon rocket to Earth. We have an emergency. The captain has suddenly taken it into his head to jump out of the rocket. Tintin is going out as well to try and retrieve him. Professor, I'm out now, and I can see the captain. I've tied one end of the rope around my waist and the other end to the rocket door. I'm floating freely. I only hope the rope holds. I'm going to try and grab him. Hello, Captain. Can you hear me? He's floating about ten yards from the rocket, going at the same speed as ourselves. I'll do all I possibly can to get him back on board. All right, but please be careful, Tintin. I'm back on board and beast him. Flying cigar, never in life. Never. I'm off home to Marlin's bike. Crumbs, he's getting further away from the rocket. Oh, poor Captain. Now I see. He's being pulled into orbit by Adonis. He's lost. It's only to be expected. He's become a satellite of Adonis. This is terrible. Surely there must be something we can do. Of course. We must inform Earth at once and tell them Adonis has a new satellite by the name of Haddock. Then it'll have to have one called Tintin as well. Start up the motor. But what are you hoping to do? To get close enough to the captain to pull him aboard. Just do it, Professor. Professor, now! So be it. Into manual override. Tintin calling. I got a terrific jolt, but they won't be serving me up for pudding just yet. The rope seems to be okay. Whoa! It's a bit like water skiing. I can see the captain. I'll close up to him, but for goodness sake, be quick. As soon as I stop the motor, Adonis will start dragging us into orbit as well. I'll do my best. Steady now. Stand by to cut the motor. Stop! I can almost touch him. If I could just get a grip. For goodness sake, hurry, we're being attacked. 
if I don't restart the rocket, we're going to crash against the end of Save yourself! Save the rocket! Start up the motor! Captain! Captain! Rocket to Earth. Moon rocket to Earth. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm, I'm a miserable wreck. I had a drink. Well, maybe two, but I'm terribly sorry. I'm fine. Tin Tin and the captain are safe and sound. That's all right. We'll forget uh, it. Professor, what can I say? I've just seen the rest of the whiskey, Professor. You're barking, man. Gentlemen, I think it is time we put our minds to the task ahead that of landing on the moon. <laughs> Moon rocket to Earth. All's well. We are now lying on our bunks. <laughs> the automatic pilot is set towards the middle of the crater Hipparchus. The nuclear motor has just stopped and the auxiliary engine has taken over. It's tremendous. It's incredible. Just think, in a few minutes' time, either we'll be walking on the moon or we'll be dead. It's marvellous. Oh, stupendous. I wouldn't miss it for worlds. Moon rocket to Earth. Tintin calling. We're beginning to feel the effects of the slackening speed. The rocket's being shaken by slight vibrations. It's, it's, it's an effort to make the least movement. We're being crushed into our bunks by an intolerable weight. I think my head will burst. My heart. This is agony. The rocket's shaking in every rivet. Let's hope it doesn't... Earth to moon rocket. Are you receiving me? We have chosen Tintin to be the first human being to set foot on the moon. He's just gone down to put on his equipment and he'll give you a direct account of his first impression, so I'll hand you over to him. That's all for now. So, Baron, the bird has landed. We've now entered a decisive phase. Little do our friends know how decisive, eh, Mr. Miller? This is Tintin speaking. I've just put on my spacesuit, and Captain Haddock and I are standing in the airlock. Stand by, Tintin. Pressure reduction in operation. Can this really be happening, Captain? Yes, I know. I keep thinking I'm going to wake up. Right, pressure zero. Vacuum of dead. Retractable ladder in position. Are you ready? I'm opening the door. Now. It's a solemn moment. What a fantastic sight. It's... How can I describe it? it it's a nightmare land. A place of death. Horrifying in its desolation. Now I'm descending the ladder which runs down the side of the rocket. Only a few more rungs. Three, two, one. This is it. For the first time in the history of mankind, there's an explorer on the moon. Uh, two, actually. Oh, but already I'm not alone. The captain's coming to join me. <laughs> the book. Terrific. I'm walking. I'm running. I'm jumping. 
good old Earth. Looks four times bigger than the moon does when we see it from home. Yeah. Let's hope we'll be able to get back there. Hello, uh, Tintin. Here's Snowy coming to join you. I'll follow him down. Oh, 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 oh this is extremely undignified. <laughs> Being lowered onto the moon by a rope with my head in a fishbowl. Ah, here we are. The first time on the moon. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, a small step for a dog, <laughs> a giant step for dog time. Testing log entry, 3rd of June, 1340 hours. Good, the light is flashing, which means it should work. Log entry, 3rd of June, 13.40 hours. Calculus speaking, the unloading of cargo has been completed. On the advice of Wolf, uh, original plan to stay on the moon for a whole lunar day, 14 terrestrial days, has been restricted to seven days as our oxygen supplies are being consumed at a far greater rate than had been anticipated. An hour ago, at 12.35 precisely, Wolf, the captain, Tintin and Snowy set off on a reconnaissance trip in the tank towards the crater Ptolemaeus. Tank calling base. All's going well on board. I've just sighted what I think is the entrance to a cave. Tintin, the captain and Snowy have put on their spacesuits and gone out to investigate. Yeah, right, right, Wolf. It's definitely the entrance to a cave. Remains to be seen where it leads. Come on, I'll switch on my headlamp. I wonder if I'll find dinosaur bones. <laughs> This proves that at some period there was water on the moon. Oh, water or no water, I'm going to stretch my legs. <laughs> snowy, Snowy, don't go far ahead. Be careful and stay close to us. Oh, he doesn't seem to realise that I'm grown up, honestly. <laughs> what does he take me for? Granny's little lap dumb dog, dog, oh! <laughs> oh, great snakes. A crevasse. He must have fallen in. Quick, Captain, hold tight. I'll try and shine a light down. Be careful, Tintin. Uh, uh, <laughs> Very good of you to join me. <laughs> it's a miracle. Hello, Captain. I found Snowy. He's safe and sound. Oh, thank you. Oh, my dear Tintin, you don't imagine you can stand up on this skating rink, do you? Ah! Yeah, what did I tell you? Tintin, you were right. Fine, Captain. Untie the rope and let it down as far as possible. When I manage to reach it, I'll tie Snowy on and you can pull him up beginning to feel like a piece of cargo. <laughs> ah, there we are. Hello, Tintin. Snowy's up and safe now. All right, Captain. But hurry. It's getting difficult to breathe. Calculus to tank. Calculus to tank. What news? Still no sign, Professor. It's more than half an hour since they went into the cave. I'm beginning to wonder if... The... Ah! There they are. Heavens. Tintin's staggering. He looks pretty groggy. The captain's almost carrying him. Hello, Captain. Is he hurt? No, but he's just about reached the end of his tether. Poor lad. <laughs>
log entry, 3rd June, 1800 hours, calculus speaking. The tank is back with all aboard, bruised but unbloodied. And now we're setting off at once. This time the captain and I will be on board the vehicle. Our trip will last about 48 hours. Our aim is to do a more careful survey of the caves discovered by Tintin. They may contain so, the on the moment we've been waiting for has Indians. arrived. Indeed it has, Mr. Miller. Operation Ulysses is about to be completed. It's time for a meal. I, uh, I'll go down to the stores to find something for lunch. Mm, good idea, too. I'm dog tired of waiting. Would you like me to go? Oh, all right. Thank you. It's very kind of you. Right. He's going down. It's too late to do anything. Now he's at the bottom. He's going into the hold. Ah! Earth! You can come down now. I, I'm coming. Have, have you killed him? No. <laughs> and wager he never expected that one day Colonel Jorgen would come as far as the moon for his revenge. Good heavens. Are you sure? I Did know you... what I'm doing, Wolf. He's just having a little sleep. And now, back we go to us. What? What do you mean, Jürgen? Without waiting for the others? Of course. What use are they to us now? And tell me, uh, how soon can the rocket be ready for takeoff? Uh, no, we can't do that. What? Marooning them on the moon will condemn them to a hideous death. It would be an obtrusious crime. Tut, cut the fine words, my dear Wolf. And cut out the noble sentiments, too. We're leaving, and that's that. <laughs> That'll keep him quiet for a while. How could you? Calling base. We've had a breakdown. The motor battery is a flat. Short circuit, I expect. The captain is just connecting the small emergency battery so that we can get back to base. What? By Lucifer, they're coming back. We must take off immediately. That's impossible. The motor has to be prepared for at least half an hour. Well, well, hurry! What are you waiting for? <laughs> Are we ready yet? Tank calling moon rocket. Are you receiving the answer, please? God, we're running out of time. Come on, Wolf. Why has the ladder retracted uh, and the door's closed? I have a gun, Wolf. Do it now. So, all right. Stand by. I'm going to press the button. <laughs> Where you'll pay dearly for it. Me? Listen to me, Wolf. I'll count up to ten. If we're not safely on our way by then, I'll put a bullet through your brains. One, two, 
three, what can I do? Four, five. I don't know what to do. Six, seven. Turn that man off! I tell him I said count. Eight, nine, ten. Nothing. It's not moving. Right. You ask for it first. I'll fire. You're a dead man. Pathetic knots, Colonel. You obviously want a Boy Scout. Do you like my gun? Oh, where am I? All right, boy. So, you knocked Snowy out as well. I swear, Jorgen, if you killed him, I wouldn't hesitate to shoot you. I'm seeing stars, but I'm inside the rocket. By the way, you accused poor Wolf of having sabotaged the launching gear. I'm sorry to disillusion you, but I was the culprit. It seems you never learned, Colonel. Wasn't the King Ottokar scandal enough for you? Now... Put down your gun and we might all come out of this alive. Found you, Tintin. Ah, but you've a problem, my boy. My gun is still pointing at fun. So, unless you want him to die, I suggest you put down your gun. Don't do it, Tintin. Just think. I'll kill Wolf and you kill me. Two dead bodies hanging around your neck to the end of your days. Enough to drive you insane, eh? No! You're gonna won't let you get away with this! No, what? No. What's got into you? Let go of me! What the... Let go of the gun, you no. stupid bird! For a moment, I was unable to move or speak. Colonel Jorgen lay dead at my feet, shot straight through the heart in the struggle with Wolf. Wolf stood in silence, trembling. After what seemed an eternity, Professor Calculus and Captain Haddock returned to the rocket. In heaven's name, Wolf, what's the meaning of this? I can't make it out. It's, it's all a misunderstanding, isn't it? Now, come along, Wolf, tell me, explain yourself. Yes, come on, out with it, Judas. I'm so ashamed, so utterly ashamed. And so Wolf confessed everything. Before coming to work at Sprodge, he had amassed huge debts from a secret passion for gambling. A man had approached him and offered to settle his debts for a little harmless astronautical information. Wolf agreed. But little by little, the man put pressure on him to reveal real secrets. It was Wolf who had handed over the details of the experimental rocket, and Wolf who had smuggled Colonel Jorgen aboard. The rest is history. And. I trusted you implicitly, oh, Wolf. I will never forgive myself, Professor. And that explains why our oxygen has been disappearing at such a fast rate. Yes, undoing typhoons. Well, thanks to you, Tintin, we're saved. Saved? Ah, my poor friend, I only hope you're not rejoicing too soon. What? By cutting the leads, Tintin certainly averted disaster yes. for the time being. But it is likely that in falling, the rocket suffered severe damage. Oh, this would probably take time to repair. And for this reason, I do not know if we will have enough oxygen to make it to Earth alive. For approximately a hundred hours, we worked frantically to repair the rocket. Wolf did not utter another word. Instead, he worked harder than any of us, consumed with remorse. Finally, the moment came for takeoff. It was now or never. T minus ten seconds. Nine. Eight. If we come out of this alive, seven, Tintin, ignore any suggestions about going to Mars. Five, when I press the button, pray three, everything works properly, two, otherwise we are condemned one, to death. Zero.
Oh, my word. Well, look. Look, everyone. The light on the logging machine is flashing. A message has been left. This is Wolf speaking. You are now listening to the voice of a dead man. What? By the time you have heard this message, I shall have left the rockets and paid penance for my sins. When I am gone, I hope you will have enough oxygen to reach Earth alive. To open the outer door without sounding the alarm and stopping the motor, I will have to cut a few wires. You only need to reconnect them, and everything will work properly again. Forgive me for the harm I have done you. Goodbye, my friend. And good luck. Wolf, I... Oh, Wolf. The poor, poor wretch. This is horrible. <laughs> thousand thundering typhoons. <laughs> He's gone out into space to save our lives. Even so, perhaps his sacrifice will have been in vain. It's already getting difficult to breathe. Uh, to moon rocket. You have 70,000 miles to go before landing. Gentlemen, we must return to our bunks. It is imperative we conserve our energy. We are now in the hands of fate. out into the fresh air. Be careful with those stretches. Well, Doctor. Mr. Baxter, he's opening his eyes. I... Where am I? What's happened? The rocket! Don't worry now, don't worry. You're safe and sound. Back on Earth. Back on Earth? On Earth? Is it really true? But the others, Snowy... They're all out of danger. But, but your friend, the captain, alas, his uh, his condition is far more serious, and I uh, I fear. What are you trying to say? Where is he? Uh, he's uh, over there on that stretcher. But, captain, captain, it's me, Tintin. We're back home. Captain, captain. Alas, his pulse is very irregular and very weak. But what more can you expect? It seems he was a great whiskey drinker. I heard that. Captain! My dear Captain! Uh, what a fright you uh, gave us! A fright? Didn't really believe old Captain Haddock was bound for Davy Jones' locker, did you? Now, where's that whiskey? Oh, huh? my dear friends, what an adventure! What an adventure! Ah, the conqueror of the moon! <laughs> Thank you, Tintin. And Snowy. Yo. Well, that's the narrowest escape we've ever had, eh, boy? Oh, Cuthbert, <laughs> let me shake your hand over <laughs> My friends, the marks of our feet are inscribed on the surface of the moon. <laughs> and shall we let the dust of centuries hide those glorious marks forever, gentlemen? Yeah. No, no, for I promise you that we shall return. What? Us go back there to the moon? Me go back to the moon? May I be turned into a blasted bollard, blistering barnacles if I ever so much as set foot in your flying coffin again. Never, you interplanetary goat, never. I tell you, I've learned just one thing from all this. 
Man's proper place. Watch out for that stretcher, Captain. Ow! He's on dear old Earth. our mission and survived the greatest adventure of our lives. While the dust was still settling around XFLR6, the captain and I made plans for a well-deserved rest. We did not foresee the danger that would follow us to the ends of the earth as I came across my strangest adversary yet. Headline, Tintin in Tibet. Explorers on the Moon starred Leo McKern as Captain Haddock, Andrew Sachs as Snowy, Richard Pierce as Tintin, and Stephen Moore as Professor Calculus. With Nigel Carrington as Wolf, Stephen Thorne as Mr. Baxter, Colin McFarlane as Jorgen, and Andrew Wincott as the Baron. Other parts were played by members of the cast. The Adventures of Tintin by Hergé are dramatized by Simon Eastwood and produced by John York. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.